Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. It is time now for me to share my time with someone I love deeply. Mr. Tom Korski, managing editor over at Black Locks Reporter. I love you deeply in a journalistic sense because you get the goods. <laughs> thank, Just no, saying. thank you, Alex. <laughs> there you go. It's a love fest. Um, I, I, I find this fascinating. So the CBC has not had a great week uh, when it comes to fake news. They've now had to retract two stories about the Freedom Convoy. And these both um, are stories that ran on the same day and painted a real picture of hysteria over the role of foreign um, spending. And they were painting this picture that they had all this information about donations and suspicious contributions from Russians and then Americans. And they talked about uh, all this stuff being brought in from all these foreign actors trying to, you know, help us overthrow our government. And then last week, there was a uh, analysts from GoFundMe who had been at a committee testifying and said, no, no, like 88%, it might even be higher, 88% of those donations came from Canadians. I mean, these aren't small mistakes. They have retracted the stories, but, like, it's out there now. Well, the House-Senate all-party committee that will conduct a year-long inquiry into Cabinet's use of extraordinary police powers against those truck drivers had its first meeting today. And, boy, mm. will it take a year to cut through all the chaff to get to the wheat, Alex, because that's exactly the point. These were myths. These were uh, narratives that were used by cabinet to justify extraordinary right. police powers. It included the freezing of hundreds of bank accounts worth millions of dollars. Problem. There's no evidence that any of it was true. And so it starts to look like a political hit job. In the case of CBC, we note there are numerous corrections involving allegations of foreign interference involving the Freedom Convoy, because they are, in the words of their president, Catherine Tate, God bless her, she said so in the testimony of Commons Heritage Committee, were the truth beacon. The truth mm. beacon in a stormy sea of disinformation, <laughs> the irony is noted. Yeah, the opposition, though, they had kept asking for intel, like while they're going through. I mean, I think people forget now because of all the situation going on between Ukraine and Russia. Like for days, they were debating this in the House for like five days overnight. Like it was marathon, you know, justifying these emergency powers. And, and the opposition kept asking for intelligence. Like where is the intelligence and the evidence to talk about the foreign spending? Like you're telling us this is a huge threat to our democracy. Where's the intel? And they cited the CBC as their intel, and the CBC was wrong. So they were not a truth beacon, is what I'm hearing you say. So you were just saying, you were not, <laughs> just news flash. They got no, they, it wrong. The precedent is horrible. Uh, so you have the crowd broadcaster repeating um, uh, misstatements of fact or, frankly, myths about foreign involvement. You have the Minister of Public Safety who says he's convinced to this day that there were conspirators met on toppling the 44th Parliament. This was an exercise in sedition. No evidence. There's allegations of street crime went up. No evidence. The Cabinet has a serious problem, Alex. They actually have to come up with something that justifies 
the use of the Emergencies Act for the first time in Canadian history. And so far, they're batting zero, zero and zero. Well, if you're going to say that you have allegations that there are rapists in this crowd or that a sedition is going to be carried out, you would think by now we would see those kinds of charges in the courts. And we have not seen one charge in the Ottawa convoy even entering the level beyond of a mischief charge. So that I think they, they're, they're going to have to explain that they can't. The, Mr. Trudeau cannot go to Europe every week to try to turn the page on this. Well, you know, the most serious... Not, not that I'm suggesting that he went there to turn the page on this. I'm just saying <laughs> you it's know the most, conveniently You know timed. the most serious charges, Alex? One was uttering threats. Not a convoy member, guy from Quebec City. One was carrying a concealed mm-hmm. weapon to a public gathering. Not a truck driver, a guy who lived in Ottawa. Yeah, it gets really complicated when you start looking at facts, I know. Yeah, don't let them get in the way of a good story. Meanwhile... You've learned that federal consultants compiled a list of 25 reliable journalists to be instructed on correct ways to cover general elections. This according to access uh, to information records. And so the consultants led by a former Toronto Star executive, um, not saying much, not naming names, but uh, the names of these reporters and their approved newsrooms were censored. And, um, you know, they basically were considered the people that would be allowed to to tell the stories. (laughs) What's going on yeah, here? Truth beacons. I know it's truth beacons. You know the interesting part? No one felt sleazy doing this. It was the most natural thing in the world. Let's just put the cards on the table, Alex. This was a former Toronto Star executive. His name is Eddie Greenspan. I've known Eddie for years. Yep. He's CEO of an outfit called Public Policy Forum. They rely on millions in federal funding. And Eddie likes to play the role of Mother's Little Helper to Cabinet. And Cabinet <laughs> had him, and they discussed a proposal from the Public Policy Forum to compile this list. They started with 50, and they decided that was too many. 25 would do. 25 reporters and news organizations by name. They actually listed them, 1 to 25, but they, they, oh, I'd love censored to get that out. they blacked out all the names. I asked I asked my old friend Eddie for that list. He, never, he doesn't take my calls anymore. And this was going to be this golden list of 25 pliable stooges who would a, a, <laughs> attend a two-day a training seminar with Eddie on the correct thinking they should take and want to watch out for disinformation and unhelpful coverage in future elections. Are you kidding me? That actually happened. It's in black and white. Yeah. And then there's another list with the people that they hate and throw darts at and your name's on it, my name's on it, and anybody critical of the government's on it. But, you know, they do make lists, Tom. I mean, that's why when I call to try to get any liberal MP on the show, it's like, nope, they're busy for the rest of their lives. And it's like, okay, well, fine. I mean, I don't frankly care if I get politicians because they never say anything. Uh, but they do have lists. I mean, you yourself found out because a Black Locks reporter was taken off the list of the Bank of Canada's people not to ask questions of. But yeah, they, they, it's, a, it's a huge media manipulation going on. Carrots always go with a stick. If you're going to have the carrots, in this case, half billion dollars in press subsidies, you have to have a stick. And the stick mm-hmm. is the blacklist. We always knew. Let's, uh, this is the, the absolutely fascinating part. Anyone who, even if you never picked up a newspaper in the last year, who wouldn't be interested? You're paying for this. They have these little, they have these little conspiracies. 
conspiracies going on, and no one even feels dirty. No one ever yeah. says, geez, Eddie, I hope this doesn't get out. This, this is not going to look good on the radio. <laughs> they don't even, it doesn't, it's just that transparent, natural, and collegial. Of course we would have our press friends in to give them tips on how we want to cover the next election campaign. Of course, if you're not on the list, you don't get questions. That's mm-hmm. how it works. That's how it runs. All right. Well, I'm glad to not be on that list because uh, I am a truth seeker. Meanwhile, Canada, of course, uh, this is all about the carbon taxes. You know, we were told by Catherine McKenna once upon a time that um, Canada would prove that it can collect carbon taxes and keep life affordable. And remember, she promised that uh, carbon taxes would not go up past uh, the mark at 2022. She was going to stay at a certain you know mark. And now it's gone up continually. Um, over the last few years, and it's going to hit 170 per ton, I guess, by 2030. But she always argued it won't go up, it won't go up, your life will be affordable. And you know what, Tom? Life's not affordable. And now Stephen Guibault is nowhere to be found, um, and he's certainly not backing off of this 12-cent a liter hike come uh, April 1st, because I don't think they care if people can afford gas or not. Yeah, that was a uh, that was a memo from the Department of the Environment saying Canada is a world leader. It's hilarious wording, quote unquote. Canada is a world leader in showing that you can tax carbon and still make life affordable. They said, as the guy pulled up at the pumps and gasped on seeing the yeah. sugar price as high as almost a dollar ninety a liter in Ottawa, which is almost unheard of in Eastern Ontario, absolutely uh, atrocious. So, with the increase, the carbon tax is 12 cents a liter on the 1st of April, and you're exactly right, since Cabinet lifted the cap, it will go to uh, 38 cents in our relentless mm-hmm. drive to address climate change. That's I know. Uh, Stephen Gobel truly, truly believes that everyone's going to just get on their bikes in the next year. Even in minus 40, we're just all going to get uh, like when it's just it's all going to work like renewables within a year. They're, they're just looking at this situation with Ukraine and Russia and just salivating because they see this as their big moment to change everything. Like they just don't. They're not backing off. So in this case, you're saying there is no carrot. It's all sticks. It's just <laughs> you know, sticks, right? very sharp sticks point, going up your nails. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Point taken. Anyway, they call that torture in some countries. Uh, on the um, other side of this, uh, I'm not going to talk to you on the other side of this. I'm going to say goodbye to you for now. But, Tom, thanks so much. We'll chat again on Wednesday. Thank you, Alex. That is Tom Korski. If you don't know who Tom Korski is, then you need to find out. He is with Black Locks Reporter. They are subscription-based. I use them on my show all the time. Love them because they dig up such great dirt that needs to be covered.